Well, good afternoon, Sam. Yep. Ready for another podcast here, episode 25. 25? Yep, 25 total. Okay. Reaches back to Jason days. Yeah, Jason days. And so here we are. We're we're still in your house, Mm -hmm. but things are opening up a little bit. They are. Yeah. We're starting to have meetings and go out and yeah. So yeah. Kind of see what the next weeks happen as we continue to pray for God to move. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk second conversation here. We're going to do two podcasts today. Um, back to back, and so on the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And so get, again, just give us a basic definition when we say the kingdom of God, what, yeah. you're, what you're saying. Kingdom of God, huge subject in the New right. Testament. I think I said 162 times in the gospels, and uh, it's the predominant theme of Jesus. Um, we like to say the kingdom of God is the, from the, we get it from the Greek word basileia, which is it's the dynamic rule of God, or it's the rule of God, okay? So the right to rule actually. And so we say that, and we're stealing that from George Eldon Ladd, who we love as a theologian, yeah. uh, who set that pace back in the 50s or 60s, wrote some books about that. And um, But to delineate between thinking that it's a place, heaven, or that it's a people, the church. Yeah. And I think we said that last time, it produces a people, it produces a place, it operates in those ways, but it, it it's the purest sense of the kingdom of God we believe is that, yeah, the, the dynamic rule of God being manifest. So when Jesus shows up, yeah. or actually let's go back to John the Baptist in Matthew 3, 2, he'll say these words. It's one of his first words, the gospel, repent for the gospel, the kingdom is at hand. And so that's how Matthew will write it. I think Mark will say gospel, the king, gospel, kingdom of God. And he says the gospel, the kingdom of heaven, Matthew right. does in the, to the Jewish people. And so it's like this, uh, this announcement of gospel good news. And the good news is, is that the dynamic rule of God is breaking into the age that they're in. And they all knew that would have been a trigger that it's a messianic beginning. So Jesus shows up, reads the scroll in Luke 4. We have him in the synagogue up in Nazareth and he reads Isaiah 61. It's this dramatic moment, rolls back up in this day, it's fulfilled. But Matthew 4, 17 will say when he goes to begin to preach, he'll preach the same message. Uh, Repent for the gospel of the kingdom of heaven is at hand or is near you is another way they would translate that. So what it seems like they're saying is that, or what Jesus is saying is that the kingdom, God's rule from the heavenly realms is beginning to manifest in the earth realm, which is a collision of, if you will, the all the prophetic words that have been and promises, covenant promises to Israel specifically are beginning to be fulfilled in the person of the king. Yeah. Yep, and so really, again, the goal was always that heaven and earth would collide, correct? That's right, to be unified. To be unified. So Ephesians, what, 1, yes. 9, 10, this is the mystery made known, and, and that all things will be united under one head, things in heaven and earth in Christ. Yep, so let's go back, and we're going to talk a little bit about the yep. Old Testament, yeah. just to understand this storyline. We did that a little bit. Um, but we don't have to revisit too much. But again, Eden was heaven and earth, right. this place. But then because of the sin, right. they, they lost access to the, the presence of God. Right. And, and, and so, Eden seems to be that. It was the Garden of Delight. Eden's it's a Garden Delight. Of delight. So, but it does seem like it's, it's a heavenly place. God's walking the cool yeah. of the day. It's, it's, the, it's out from the heavenly realm, but it's where heaven and earth are kind of together, it seems. Yeah. So, right. And then you take that, Adam and Eve, and with their commission, fill the earth, spread yeah. it, release the dominion. 
And we know there's stuff out there not under yeah. his dominion yet with snakes yeah. that are filled with demons. Yeah. And so then we get all the way through the story of Genesis. Yeah. You know, he talks to Abraham, calls his people, right. has this blessing, um, calls the people to a land, specific people, all nations. Right. And this, we listen to this story, get to the end of Genesis. Now they're in Egypt. Yeah. Um, but what happens is he brings his people out. That's right. And now he, from this people, mm-hmm. he wants to take them back in the land and, and kind of form, we want to see the reign of God come through a people. That's correct? right. Them operating in a land. You said that the yeah. promise to Abraham is so key it, it, where he pulls out after the flood right. out of one line, gets Abram out and promises him, you're going to go to the land, leave your father's land, go to a land. There's a piece of real estate, Canaan land. It's occupied. And I'm going to make you a great nation and I, and by the power of my blessing, and I'll make you a blessing to all nations. Your seed will be a blessing to all nations. And we mentioned that last time. Galatians is going to reveal that seed is Jesus, Jesus. not Isaac and its fullness, but it is the word nation. It's a people that are operating in a, the purest form of a theocracy, I think is the best way to say, where God is king among them, and it's a tribal kind of thing, a bunch of families that had formed, which is 12 tribes at that time, are going to be, as it comes through Jacob, and then his Israel, and there's the 12 sons. But um, it is this dynamic of a nation that's moving under Yahweh being their king, right? it seems, is the understanding. Yeah, and then really, then from this people, they yep. were to bless all nations, right. weren't they? right. And, and so then, so we get to Egypt yeah, and Egypt. then they're, they're taken out. Right. And so he wants to take them to the land that Abraham had been in the first yeah. place. And so then we get to the mountain, yep. you know, they're there and he, he basically covenants himself to them. Yes. Through these people. So they, they agree. They mm-hmm. say yes. So then have after 40 day, 40 years. And that's a whole nother lesson. We right. preached a lot about that. So right. now they go into the land right. and it turns bad pretty quick, it does. doesn't it? But he doesn't yeah. give up on them. Right. But then we get to Samuel, one of your favorite books we've yeah. gone through. And so, yeah, talk about what this dimension of the transition really as God became king. And then again to David and yeah. kind of what was going on there. So Joshua goes in, he's operating right. under God as king. Yes. Conquering, didn't yep. do it all. 400 years of judges, right? up and down, up and down, up and down. They keep intermarrying yeah. and worshiping the other gods. Right. And then Eli's the end of that to Samuel. And what you're referring to, Samuel raises up. Hannah groans, yes. prays, births him, dedicates him to the Lord. He grows up hearing the word of the Lord. Judgment comes on Eli and the sons who had not followed yeah. the Ark of the Covenant's loss to the Philistines. With power, the Ark of the Covenant comes back. And the Ark of the Covenant is kind of like the throne of God, if you right. will. It's like his moving throne, his presence. He's obviously omnipresent, but his presence, he devastates the Philistines with no army there. He's breaking down Dagon the God, rats and tumors or break it. And Philistines like, send it back. And so you see it go back. Samuel's operating as a prophet. And there's a period of time there where Samuel's going to Shiloh, hearing the word of the Lord, moving on a circuit from town to town. Um, and he's delivering the word of the Lord, and it is a purely functioning theocracy, not some weird manipulated family-driven deal. It's really Yahweh among his people. And so when they need victory, Samuel would pray, and thunder would come and would disturb the Philistines. You've you've got the power, Samuel's bridging, he's on earth with enemies resisting God's people, but he's calling on the heavenly resources and Yahweh to come and battle for them. And so they're functioning in a pure way for a while. Yeah, and they are, but then quickly we see them disobey and they reject. 
Um, but where did we see the kingdom function really, or the reign and rule through the temple, didn't it? Yes, yes. In a sense, his reign and rule, his presence was kind of around. You want to talk so a little bit? So we rewind that back to yeah. Moses, and that's great because he said he gets them out of Egypt, and then he's got them in the desert, and they're on the way, and given the Ten Commandments things, but he says in Exodus 25, uh, take an offering yeah. of this, this, and this, and this, because I want you to build a tabernacle because I want to dwell among them. Yeah which is a powerful dynamic. And so they're gonna make the tabernacle that'll later manifest into the temple, yeah. that later Jesus will say, I'm that, tear it down yeah. in three, you know? So it progresses all the way through. And then we're the temple. That's again, a whole nother teaching. It's yeah. awesome. But it becomes the dwelling place of God and really the throne yes. of God, the Ark of the Covenants in the middle of it. And um, so there is a throne, Revelations 4, literally where the creatures are going around, but the, the manifestation of that on earth is around the tabernacle and temple. Yeah, and so then, yeah, so it takes us through the end of, we get to Ezekiel. Yeah. We see the presence of God actually left the temple. Right. And so then, um, but here comes Jesus. Yes. And and so talk a little bit, This these 500 years, they, they return back to the land. So let me say, yeah, when yeah, the presence right. left, yeah. they, they, they get, Babylon, right. they're overtaken. 70 years they're there. Nick. The kingdoms in the you'd had two kingdoms. The kingdom is split, Israel and Judah. You got a whole bunch of kings. Yeah. And then the judgment comes, even though you got a good Josiah right, right at the end. The guy's like, no, it's, I'm going to, I've decreed already 70 years. And, and then what you referred to is then they come out. Daniel's there the whole time. He's there at the beginning and the end. Yeah. And when the, the beginning of the departure happens and there's a restoration and Ezra's the rebuilding of the temple and then Nehemiah's are rebuilding the walls. But, but all along longing for king, aren't they? And that's yeah. what the king showed. You just said, like, was it be this guy? And, and yeah. each guy failed. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and no one was the fulfillment of a prophecy we talked about last time in, is it, was it first? Second, Sa second Samuel second 7. Samuel 7, right. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, that where, where the Lord had said that, or is it Nathan had prophesied to David that there will be a son yeah. upon the throne, but it's it, it'll have an eternal kingdom. And nobody fulfilled yeah. that. They all fell. Yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit. I, I'm curious, and I, I talked to Nasser a little bit, the, yeah. but the expectation, mm. there has been a lot when Jesus was coming. They really oh, were yeah. longing because there had been several hundred years again of no right. prophetic word. Right. And it just seemed like, and, and, and so then, yeah, we mentioned John the Baptist at the beginning. Yeah. And here suddenly Jesus was declaring the kingdom. But why was it so hard for them to understand Jesus? What Like, yeah, there was a, it was mm -hmm. misunderstood often. It was. But you bring up such a great point. I think people don't understand. They weren't just like a generational um, a family and people group that had a religion they just practiced all the time. I mean, they did. There was right. a sacrificial system. There was the law. There was the, how, the things they had to celebrate. But really at the core of it is a prophetic hope. Yeah. It's a messianic prophetic hope of a king coming because they've been under captivity so much. Right. And so then there's this hope of a ruler that's coming that there's even hints it'll be a global rulership. Right. And so, yeah, so it's built on the whole system is is dealing with the Lord and operating with the Lord through the sacrificial system and the laws and the, and the holidays and all that they did. But it was hoping for a Messiah. Yeah. So when he comes, he begins to make that proclamation. And by the way, what a lot of people don't know through history is that there have been multiple yeah, people saying they were the Messiah. Yes. And they would try to raise a revolt and all that. It was always the Maccabees yeah, a little right, bit. Exactly. And, and other groups yeah. that would try to revolt and do a thing and say, well, take it into their own hands. And um, But then, then here comes Jesus from this family with a line that's got Rahab in it and Boaz <laughs> and Ruth. And, but he is Judah. It's, it's fulfilling right. the scripture 
full of messiness, you know, in a way, with a scandalous beginning, this woman's pregnant during an engagement, you know, and so then they're married and he's risen, he's run into Egypt, there's, you know, there's all this stuff, that dynamics that people know that are happening, but the thing that I think that was the confusing deal is that it had been prophesied that there would be two comings. Yeah. And that was the confusing part to them. They were all looking for a Messiah that would right. rally an army and march on Rome. And he's not coming to march on Rome yeah. the first time. He's coming to march on sin yeah. and Satan and sickness and death. Yeah. And so that's the profound thing. And he never would fit what they wanted right. as a governmental ruler. Yeah, we've, we've talked about the chosen a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. that scene, I remember with Nicodemus. Right. Jesus, he's like, you know, you're coming, you're going to, you're not coming for Rome. Right. He goes, and, and He's no. like, no, sin. sin. Sin's the problem. Sin's the problem. Yeah. And and so, yeah. So then Jesus comes. Yeah. Okay. So he conquers sin. Yes. Death, and, and then we get to Acts 1. Mm -hmm. And even then, the disciples are still, it seems like, waiting. Well, you at this time reestablish the kingdom. kingdom to Israel. They're saying it again. They've been with him three and a half years. And they're waiting because there he is resurrected. I mean, can you imagine? You've been like, pretty impressed. Time. Yeah, this guy's like healed the whole towns and cast out demons and raised the dead. You're like, that's the guy to take over everything. And then he now he does that. Then he goes to massive defeat, death, right. raises from the dead. It's his greatest miracle yet. His greatest miracle yet was that resurrection of his own body. They're like, is it now? He's like, no, I'm going away. I'm yeah. going away for a while and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And so they're still hoping at that time and deal with it. I think the coming of Pentecost... Yeah took them to a new level yeah. in their understanding, the apostles of, oh, this is about yeah. this first coming and the king making peace with the earth, but he is coming again. Yeah. Now, I think they all hope for it in their generation. Right. Right. Um, and that's the eschatological yeah. hope, the last time's hope yeah. we're doing. But the kingdom, I think that's, that's so important for us to show is that the kingdom is working in this age right now in yeah. a progressive way and it can be rejected there's a there's a, there's got to be a voluntary uh, surrender to it. Yeah. And there's coming a day, the second coming, where there's an involuntary. You know, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Yeah. And so the kingdom is working, and it's not an institution. It's not a meeting. It's not a people. It's not a place. It really is the dynamic power of the rule of God operating from the blood bought covenant right of a man now to rule over everything. Yeah. He can say, and we've said this before, when he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, I personally don't believe he could say that before the death right. and resurrection. Right. He literally had to defeat the last enemy to be defeated in his own body. Yeah. And he comes forth in a new, and now he's got the full rights of the son of man, one like the son of man of Daniel 7, you know, 13, 14, 15, that here he is and he has defeated everything. So he's got all the rights, but he's going to go away for a period of time, as his yeah. parables had said, and let us exercise that authority for a progressive move of the kingdom of God in this age. Okay, so let's talk about the last few minutes here. Then how do, you know, as a believer, yeah. I want to live in the kingdom. What are the things that I, I can now to demonstrate the kingdom? How, yeah. how do we see the kingdom manifest for yeah. us? I'd love to hear just a few minutes there. Well, and, and you throw in on this too, because I know you're going to yeah. teach kingdom equipment. Right. You've got some feelings about this, but but we've got to look first to the model of Jesus, don't right. we? When he he's yeah. he's proclaiming and demonstrating the kingdom. Yeah. That's That could sum up his whole ministry. And that kingdom is a proclamation. It's his teachings, his teachings, his parables, his prophecies of what's going to happen. His demonstration is, I'm going to show you what heaven looks like. Heaven's going to heal the sick. No more sickness. Yeah. I'm going to 
there's no more enemy. I'm going to cast out demons. I'm going to raise the dead. No more death. And I'm going to feed the poor. There'll be no more hunger and scarcity. I'm going to love instead of hating my enemy. The yeah. Love will rule the earth one day. And so there's the demonstration, the forgiveness of sins, all those demonstrations that are happening in the kingdom. So I look at that and then I go to the book of Acts. I'm going, oh, they're, they're doing the same, same thing. thing. Yeah, I'm like, they're doing the same thing. Then I look through church history and there's been ebbs and flows, if you will, but it's still the same thing. Yeah. There's an invitation, but the kingdom is still breaking through into the natural realm, breaking all these deals, but it's not in fullness. Right. It's That's the confusing thing yeah. is like, okay, a healing and somebody dies of a sickness. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? In a weird accident and then they were rescued oddly. It's just like, what? It's confusing for people, but there is this tumultuous kingdom conflict going on. But I think he's asking us to join with yeah. him in this age to proclaim yeah. the kingdom and you can be born again. Yeah. That's where the supernatural yeah. glorious work happens and that that's spilling out into the natural realm. Yeah, that's what I think. So I, you'll, you'll love this. I mean, the Lord's Prayer. Yes. So we yeah. say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Right. And so I just, when I'm praying, I, I feel like that invites us in to say, yeah, in the realm of the fullness of yes. the kingdom, there is no cancer. There's not sickness. Right. We're trying to see it and measure here. So that I feel like that invites me into it. It does. Then, you know, uh, Matthew 10, mm -hmm. he, he commissions his disciples. Yeah. Go right. heal the sick, raise the dead. He does gives them that commission. Yeah. Then when the great uh, Matthew 28 says, yeah. go make disciples of all nations, teaching them what? Everything. Yeah. That everything to me is this. Mm. This is the work. So that's to me, uh, as a disciple, yeah. I get to go out and proclaim the good news, but I get a, to try to demonstrate. Right. I have a, a commission on my life to demonstrate this. Now, yeah, we're frail and, and sometimes I get nervous to pray for the sick, yep. and, but I think we're invited in to see the reign and rule. And so, you know, when I'm praying for people, I just just ask the kingdom to come. Yes. Your will be done. And it's as just, it is in heaven. And just pray should in be faith. what drives us. And knowing though we're not gonna get the fullness of heaven until right. later. So we're not gonna get discouraged when we whatever, but we're I don't know. I just think it's a weird thing when this issue gets thrown yeah. into a charismatic or not right. charismatic. I'm like, right. it's not that. No, it's Jesus. So I look at Jesus and I want to see what Jesus did. And I'm not trying to make up super Christians and so just yeah. normal whatever. And and I so I, I wish it wouldn't be have fear around it. I also wish it wouldn't have an overbloated misunderstanding. Not overbloated faith. That's a terrible way yeah. to say it. But an over not understanding the age we're in. That fullness is coming. Right. It's coming one day. We're wasting away outwardly, but being renewed inwardly. I don't know what all that means and what those dynamics are, but um, I wish that we weren't so concerned about it. I love that again, Psalms 131. I don't concern myself with things too lofty for me. Right. All I want to do is just simply look at my king. What did he do? How did he operate? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move like that, be led by that, and then uh, we'll leave it with the chips fall where they may until we get to the end of the age, yeah. which is a dynamic thing. And so we'll talk about this in another time, but I think there's the thing of the, there's the past kingdom, yeah. Israel and promises. There's the manifest coming of the kingdom. Right. In, in in fulfillment in Jesus' age and what we're doing right now. And then there's the consummation right. of the kingdom. Right. And so there is going to be a massive fulfillment of prophetic promises from the right. Old and New Testament and the king breaking in. And there's uh, obviously some unique things that are going to happen in that last day. So this, this is all going to end with a kingdom the kingdom is going to become a large mountain Amen. that consumes everything. Yeah. And Jesus is going to get full glory. We're going to love. You know what I mean? There's going to be righteousness. There's going to be uh, new bodies. It's just a powerful thing. No more enemy. This is, yeah. I like to say that. I think we say that over and over. This is not normal. Right. <laughs>
So the normal's breaking normal. in. Right. It's breaking in in the midst of the abnormal. And so we're in the middle of that praying, preaching, obeying, and bringing the kingdom of God and living in the kingdom of God. Yeah, I was thinking, um, I'll close with this. I love the, uh, but you've come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living, of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You've come to thousands upon thousands of angels in the joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. Mm. And just goes and it's just, and then get down to verse 26 at this time. His voice shook the earth, but now he has promised once more, I will sh shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words also indicate that the removing of what can be shaken, mm. that is created things so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom yeah. that cannot be shaken. Yeah. And that's what we're, we're all longing for. Yeah, that's right. And that's what's coming. And we hope that this session helps yeah. you as you think about it and align yourself and seek and get settled in the kingdom. And so let me pray to you yeah. in the session. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for your kingdom coming. We pray as you taught us to pray. May your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. In our lives, we pray your church would have a deeper and greater kingdom revelation, a revelation of the king and his dominion and all that you're doing. We pray the word of God would fill our hearts and that, Lord, we truly could walk and stay in step with your spirit. Lord, we love you, we bless you, and we look forward to the fullness of your kingdom coming. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.